police in the morning. Peter Chandler and Dr. Lori Ridgway come across a gruesome flesh-eating cult in New York. Determined to uncover the origins of this mad corruption, they set out on an expedition to the primitive island of Quito. The two are soon trapped in the wilderness, surrounded by a tribe of cannibals and the insane scientist Dr. Obrero. The doctor captures Chandler and prepares him for a series of experiments designed to bring about the end of human mortality. In turn, Lori is captured by the murderous tribe and subjected to their bizarre rituals. In the tradition of the classic film Zombie, Ian McCulloch reprises his role of a New York New Yorker faced with primal horror. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, as we continue gratuitous violence month here in June, we're taking a look at the 1980 film Zombie Holocaust, also known as Dr. Butcher M.D., you know, right, right here on the uh, on the cover, it says ten on the splatter scale. So let's see if it really is as gratuitous as uh, whoever scale this is. Let's get right into the ship with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. What do you think? Uh, start with the top. What's good here? Yeah, let's um, let's try to work in everything good about this film. So we uh, destroy it. Number three, the uh, the alternate title of Zombie Holocaust is actually pretty epic. I mean, zombie. Holocaust, lots of deaths, lots of zombies. That's that's what I picture. Number two, Ian McCulloch murders a quote unquote zombie with the motor of a boat. He actually is holding the boat's motor in both of his hands and shoves it down through the, the quote unquote zombie's face. It's pretty cool. Uh, number one, the human gore is pretty good and spread out through the film, with limbs being removed, eyeballs and intestines being ripped out and eaten, and various other violent injuries and deaths happening. It, uh, I, I would say it is uh, pretty high on a splatter scale, very violent, very gratuitous, and uh, I appreciate that. Definitely deserves uh, at least some consideration for this month. All right, number three, the actual plot of this film was kind of interesting, um, there was this cannibal tribe that was controlled by a mad scientist using reanimated corpses or something. I mean, it was a little weird and kind of confusing, but it was unique to say the least. Number one, since this movie was made in 1981, it was free of any obnoxious CGI blood effects and relied entirely on practical gore effects. And I definitely like that fact. I mean, it's not like they had any other choice, but man, do I hate CGI blood. And number one, the brutality and the murder scenes were actually pretty grotesque, and I was surprisingly um, impressed by it. I kind of thought the whole, like, top-tier gore was going to be um, an over-exaggeration, and it kind of was, but not a complete letdown. Yeah, it wasn't like the Green Inferno, where they had, like, one violent scene and then nothing happening for the rest of the movie. Yeah, this movie is actually is much better than the Green Inferno, which isn't saying much, but, you know. So, let's, let's get on to the bottom three. What's bad here? For me, number three. And this is why I say that there aren't actually, like, zombies in this movie. I'm not sure that the doctor understands science, but I'm pretty sure that you can't just switch the brains between bodies to resurrect the dead. So he keeps dead bodies, and he takes off the top of the skull, then he removes the brain from a live body, puts it into the dead body, and this somehow makes the dead body come back to life. I'm not quite sure that's how it works, but that's, that's how this doctor does it. 
Yeah, didn't anyone teach him you have to inject them at reagent if you're going to bring them back? I mean, come on. It's common sense. Number two. Things in this film happen very slowly. Slow, so slowly, in fact, that even when people are being murdered and disemboweled in front of you, it feels like nothing is happening. <laughs> it's like they're carving up a turkey or something like that. It's like, all right, just get on with it already. Number one. This is a movie that suffers from titleitis, a title that describes one thing, but actually gives you another. The title is very deceiving. There is neither Holocaust nor zombies in this film, in my opinion. And even the original title of Dr. Butcher MD, while more fitting because there is a doctor butchering people, is still not very accurate because no one in the film is actually called or referred to as Dr. Butcher other than in the opening credits of the film. Like, I I don't know how they could have gotten it so wrong. Imagine having a doctor named Dr. Butcher. That would be, um, I I think I'd have to get a new doctor. I I would ask him for some, like, ham or pork chops or something. Um, All right, for my bottom three, number three, considering that the title of this film is Zombie Holocaust. Uh, like Corey said, it's not really a zombie film. I mean, there are three zombie-type creatures who really just stand there and they're looking menacingly at the um, human characters, but I, I really wouldn't consider this a zombie film. Most of the, most of the humans were killed by um, a gang of cannibals. Number two, pretty much everyone in this film lacked any kind of common sense, they'll just wander off on their own into the middle of the jungle and inevitably get killed by cannibals. Then someone else will do the same thing moments later, and they just never learn. I mean, I don't know if it's like... I Maybe maybe they thought, oh, I know my friend just got eaten by cannibals, but I think I can outrun them. I've got a good feeling about this. Like, no, just stay the fuck out of the jungle. And number one, at the end of the film, the zombies that don't do anything get killed, thus ending their mind control powers and putting an end to the evil doctor's plan. And for some reason, they then decide to, the cannibals then decide to ignore the two protagonists that they were about to eat and just focus on the bad guys. I mean, I'm not really sure how things change. I mean, I understand them now going for the bad guys, but they didn't seem to have any, like, big, uh, like, revelation that would make them stop trying to eat the good guys either it was just kind of um kind of random st- yes yeah, stupidly <laughs> convenient for them like oh they had a change of heart suddenly for no apparent reason like come on fuck that so uh normally we do a quote war here but uh there's not really that much good quotable lines in this film the quotes are nom 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 not eat yeah exactly butcher butcher Nah. No. I am dead now. Don't go into the woods alone, you know, and and so forth. And lines kind of like that. Why are my organs over there when I am over here? So we're just gonna skip straight to our final take, which remember, friends, is scoring our shot scale. Our shot scales are reverse scale, one to ten. One being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a five out of ten. I gave it a four out of ten. I have to say, in a film called Zombie Holocaust, I expect two things. Many zombies and many deaths. In this film, you get neither. The so-called zombies are just brain transplant victims of a deranged doctor who isn't even named Dr. Butcher. The film takes a long time to get to the island of Keto, and even once they're there, 
and people start dying, it feels like nothing is happening. Even though the gore and Ian McCulloch's performance are top-notch, the film just still goes on for far too long. And that's why I gave it a 5 out of 10. So the Zombie Holocaust, or Dr. Butcher MD, is a film that tries to break away from the common zombie film formula by having very few zombies and not really having them do anything whatsoever. I'm not sure why anyone thought that was a good idea, but the attempt at creativity was there. I'll give them that. The film unfortunately drags on far too much, with little actually happening through large portions of the film, and the acting was subpar to say the least. The plot felt extremely forced as characters randomly go from scene to scene with really poorly thought out logic and little explanation as to why they would do it as opposed to, you know, anybody with any kind of competency. To be fair, I don't really think this film was originally intended to be a zombie film, but was marketed as such to gain, gain a larger audience since zombies are, were popular then and they're kind of popular now. Despite all that, all the movie's shortcomings, there was enough blood and violence to satisfy most seasoned horror fans, and I can appreciate the unique plot. It's not a film I would ever go out of my way to watch, but I don't regret watching it, and I mean, I'd watch it again if it, was, if it happened to be on, and there was nothing else, and somebody had a gun to my head. Wouldn't protest too much. So, enough about this. We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this A-movie and B-movie are the same film, just of different standards and caliber. And uh, mine I happen to give to the 1979 film Zombie. I picked The Jungle Book from 1967. So, both Zombie and Zombie Holocaust have Zombie in the title. Both films star Ian McCulloch as a reporter from New York City. Both films take a man from the big city and send him to an island to investigate something. Both films involve cannibalism. In both films, there's a doctor who inhabits the island trying to understand the zombies, either by creating them or destroying them. In both films, the climax comes inside of an abandoned mission on the island. And both films co-star a man named Dakar, who is the assistant of the doctor living on each of the islands. I picked The Jungle Book because both movies take place in a jungle. Both movies have at least one human character who gets lost in said jungle, requiring them to face the many dangers inherent in a jungle. Dr. Butcher MD has the, the human characters running into cannibalistic native tribes, and Mowgli from The Jungle Book meets various jungle animals during his adventure, and some of them are not as friendly as others. There are creatures with mind control powers in both films. The zombies in Dr. Butcher MD have some kind of mind control hold over the native tribes that make them attack whoever the doctor wants them to attack or something. And in the Jungle Book, the snake has the ability to hypnotize anybody who looks directly into his eyes. And the problems in both films could have been subverted had everyone just embraced the bare necessities of life. So there you have it for an A-movie version of Zombie Holocaust. Check out Zombie or The Jungle Book. Now I think it's time to tell our friends how to drink with Flick.
drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drink games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time a body part is noticed to be missing, take a drink. Number two, every time people are on a boat, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone says keto, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone is seen eating flesh, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's gratuitous violence month, anytime there is gratuitous amounts of violence on screen, take a drink. Every time someone walks off into the jungle by themselves, take a drink. Every time someone is eaten by cannibals for walking into the jungle by themselves, take a drink. Every time a limb is severed off somebody's body, either living or dead, take a drink. And every time you see a zombie standing around menacingly while cannibals are eating somebody who wandered in the jungle by themselves, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Uh, Before we get to our ranking for this month so far, I want to give a shout-out. Um, even though I do own two copies of Zombie Holocaust on DVD, uh, we actually saw this at the Mahoning Drive-In Theater in Lehigh, in Pennsylvania, um, for their Zombie Fest this year. It's a cool retro drive-in, and, uh, it was a great experience. Oh, yeah, definitely great. We got to see, a uh, Reanimator on the big screen, along with, um... Return of the Living Return Dead Part 2, yeah. and, uh, Dr. Butcher MD, all in their original 35mm prints. So why do you have two copies of Zombie Holocaust? Well, one I bought because it says uh, Ian McCulloch reprises his role um, from Zombie in a roundabout way, which he actually doesn't. Um, and then the other came in a set of three movies. And actually, that's the one that I have in front of me right now that's still wrapped in its cellophane. And that's pretty damn sneaky of them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my ranking this month for the two movies so far, uh, in the number two spot, Zombie Holocaust, um, it's slow moving, and then Ice from the Sun at number one, which uh, moves slightly quicker than Zombie Holocaust to uh, pull it out in front of this race. Yeah, this was pretty simple. Number two is Dr. Butcher MD, or Zombie Holocaust, which, I mean, there is definitely gratuitous violence, but... Not even that could really make the movie worth watching. And Ice from the Sun at number one, which is a really good film with great effects and manages to pull together a really, a really interesting plot. So, you know, we had a fun trip. We know what's happening on the island of Quito. And, you know, I am awaiting the regrowth of my eyeball. So uh, let's tune in and see what's going on in Japan with their uh, latest school event, Battle Royale where a whole class will be pitted against each other, and one must kill to be the last one standing. Just typical, you know, school stuff. So, until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. (laughs) 